live from New York, or well, reported in New York. It's the Adobe and Teardrops podcast, your pal, Rachel Post, bringing you all the alt-country, rock and roll, roots music, and more that I think sounds good. It's the Adobe and Teardrops podcast. All right, we are here with Adim the Artist out of Knoxville, Kentucky. There is construction in the background where I am, and we are recording this on May 13th, and you are going to be listening to it in June. So I guess we'll see what happens between then and now. (laughs) How are you doing, Adim? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I guess by way of introduction, we know each other through writing for Country Queer and Adim has their finger on the pulse of queer country music because you do the Buried Treasure column, which is sort of like a weekly playlist on country queer. Yeah, that's it. Finger on the pulse. (laughs) And then you also recently came out with an incredible album, Cast Iron Pansexual. That's it. That's the one. And that was the first song I wanted to play for our Pride edition of Adobe and Teardrops. So before we listened to I Never Came Out, would you like to talk about it and talk a little bit more about yourself? My name is Adim, and that is my toddler slamming a door in the background. So that's pretty good. I actually live in Tennessee, but oh, I'm very close to Kentucky. I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is just kind of just to the east of us. And then I went to high school and dabbled in college briefly in upstate New York. Oh, but I've been cool. down here for about a decade. And then I know you have also lived and worked on cruise ships. Yeah, yeah, for better or worse, I have done that. <laughs> How did that happen? I had I had a bit of a mental breakdown in New York and I got kind of stuck. I was like just smoking weed all the time <laughs> in, my, in the basement at my parents' house. And I needed to get out of there. And I was kind of paralyzed by depression and anxiety. And I was really not doing well. And I started, I took mushrooms and it really, it like, it like reset my brain or something. I had like a, it was like July 4th. I had like a really profound experience on mushrooms. I had a bad trip actually, (laughs) but it was like really good for me. And like the next week I started like looking on Craigslist for like musician jobs because that's like how scuzzy I am. (laughs) I was just like, I'll find something. And my parents had moved to Florida. So I was like, well, if I move to, if I go down to Florida, then I can like stay with my parents until I get on my feet. And I found a listing for cruise ships. So I I just kind of like wrote them the just like most redneck email. And they were like, yeah, cool. Put together, you know, a video of you singing or something. So I sent it and then they were like, oh shit. Yeah, this is, this is what you have to do. So they walked me through the steps of like, creating a music resume (laughs) and they said at least 150 cover songs and I knew like six probably (laughs) so I just like made up like 150 songs that I thought I could probably learn if I needed to and sent that over and then I got the job so I had a big ass three and a half inch binder of like chord charts for these like songs I told them I could play (laughs) and I learned how to play them all (laughs) did you have a favorite and a least favorite request 
Hmm. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to think about it now. Well, especially after the year we've had, it's like, oh man, I would give anything to play Brown Eyed Girl to a bunch of entitled assholes. That would be great. But Brown Eyed Girl was one that really, I don't know. It's like I have this distinct memory of someone asking me to play Brown Eyed Girl and then playing Brown Eyed Girl, and then someone else said, "Now do Brown Eyed Girl." And I laughed and they were like, no, I love that song. And I was like, I just, I literally just played that song that it just like kind of lives on my brain. <laughs> if I ever want to torture myself, I have, I have highlight memories to revisit. I had like 15 mountain goat songs that mm -hmm. I was like playing in heavy rotation. So like I had, I learned from the piano guy to put out song lists when I was playing in the bar. And so mm -hmm. I go around and kind of like, it's a great way to make people feel like they should give you cash. My song list had like, you know, top 40 stuff, like obviously like, you know, like white boy attempts at rap covers that people just like obsess over. And then like 20 mountain goat songs. And so every once in a while, I'd get like a crew of like eight people who were like big mountain goats fans. And it was like, that's what we're doing for the next few days. We're going to get weird. You guys <laughs> like the magnetic fields too, I bet, don't you? Let's do that now. Well, let's talk about your music. I picked I Never Came Out. <laughs> I love that song from oh, Cast Iron you. Pansexual as our first song for the podcast. Could you tell us a little bit more about it before we listen to it? Yeah, this was kind of... So there's a, there's a few songs on the album that are older that kind of got re reworked, revisited with some like newer ideas. But this was kind of the first one that was like written as part of what became me doing a lot of like inner work to process a lot of the shame that I experience and a lot of the like hesitance to like really talk about my sexuality in a public way because I never did come out. I, I got on cruise ships and I had my first same sex experience probably, probably almost a, probably like six months before I got on ships. And so I like, Start, I shaved my legs for the first time and like got on cruise ships and was like starting to ex experiment with just saying I'm not straight, which was really hard for me to say after I've like been sexual with another man. And so I think like really allowing myself to go into that space to ask like, why was this something that, what, there's a lot more to it. I met my wife when I was on ships and then we were like falling in love and she comes from a really conservative Christian family. They're really lovely people. Um, I love them so much. I'm really glad to be part of their family. But especially when we were first getting to know each other, it seemed like a weird thing to throw in the mix for no reason. So I just like didn't kind of come out with it. And then I kind of felt like, I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about not being straight because I'm like married to a woman. Working on these songs really kind of brought me to come around about gender and really examine my own relationship with gender. But prior to to, to to doing that work, I still identified as a cishet man. And so being in like basically a heterosexual relationship, it just kind of seemed like to talk about my sexuality was distracting from people who might actually suffer consequences for being queer. So to kind of like posture from a place of position or from a position of privilege rather. And so I think this song was just like me saying like, okay, outside of all of that, like, <laughs> like structural concern, like at the heart of this, like who am I, what do I want and what is my identity? And just, just like allowing myself space to, without concern for how it would be perceived or interpreted, just like, 
chase after my bliss basically yeah and i feel like it's a liberatory song yeah i listen to it yeah it felt that way it felt very jubilant yeah that's the that's the word <laughs> i was looking for my brain is pudding right now as, as everybody else <laughs> <laughs> oh boys and tight blue jeans are driving me crazy oh boys and tight blue jeans with legs go days boys blue jeans are driving me wild with their paws and pecky style I never came out never told my friends about the boys I kissed and could not resist I never came out I know my daddy had some doubts when I said I'm straight with makeup on my face I didn't have language for the way I felt been taught since I was born to other everybody else And if I was one of me, I could not be one of them Rainbow-loving boys who chose to live in sin I'm not saying this because I'm proud Never came out I never came out I only told my brother how I had spent the night bed with pretty men I never came out I fell in love before I ever found the words to say I'm not straight or gay I didn't have language for the way I felt been taught since I was born to other everybody else if I was one of me, I could not be one of them Rainbow-loving boys who chose to live in sin I'm not saying this because I'm proud I never came out I don't think it matters to anybody else But I do think that it's important you embrace the fullness of yourself and I'm learning all the ways I let misogyny suppress all of the feminine inside of me it's pretty sad but then again all of that feminine energy is still inside of me I never came out didn't think that it mattered now that I was settled down I never came out but I have found sexuality isn't just who you kiss it's part of your unique identity 
Didn't have language for the way I felt Been taught since I was born to other everybody else And if I was one of me, I could not be one of them Rainbow-loving boys who chose to live in sin I'm not saying this cause I'm proud I never came out So that was Chris Hausman's Blue Neck, which I believe is a single. And there are a lot of things I really liked about the song. But first, Adim, why did you pick this one? Oh, I adore Chris Hausman. I first discovered him with the, I think he had a single out last year called Tomorrow Tonight. Do you know the song? No, I don't think so. It's like, let's not worry about tomorrow tonight. It's really catchy. It's like a juicy pop song. And uh, he also has really good Twitter jokes sometimes. But yeah, this song is great. This song is anthemic for like everything we're all kind of 
noodling around with. I mean, it's right in the pocket of like great pop country stuff. It's like full of like hitting all the marks of like what it means to be like quote unquote, like a woke white person living <laughs> in the rural South, you know? I think it's, I think it's great, especially, you know, we talk a lot about like identity signifiers and country music. Like this is great at reclaiming that. Yeah. I mean, I think the song is very sneaky on two different levels. Like the first one is that if you're not listening too close, it sounds like a typical kind of like bro country song. So then you kind of have to listen to the lyrics, (laughs) but then also the lyrics use a lot of kind of, to me, like kind of cliches, like y'all means all, but then he like goes deeper and like takes these liberal statements and then like make, gives them a little more, more teeth by saying like, here's what y'all means all actually means. And it's like very non-confrontational in this very like peppy (laughs) song. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think, yeah, everything you said is dead on. Yeah. Is he the person that kept coming up with like uh, queer country people of TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he's like, I think he's like pretty viral on TikTok actually. I, (laughs) every time I open TikTok, I forget to look him up. So I don't know how much stuff, but we've talked about him on country queer. I know before for like having a lot of reach on there i hope i open tiktok and just like whatever happens i'm like all right fuck it we're going down this path today and i'm just gonna keep scrolling <laughs> let it happen to me so you also are very savvy with social media though because you've done like a lot of pranks like with that toby keith video <laughs> yeah yeah the toby keith video didn't perform very well did it i was like oh this is gonna really ruffle some folks up and yeah i think people kind of thought uh, it was real <laughs> I did for yeah. a couple minutes and then somebody was like, oh, I see he's doing cameo. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't Little. know, for folks who are listening, also has a song called You Should Have Been a Cowboy about Toby Keith and how he sort of peddles this very toxic image of, you know, male, white masculinity in the South. And so the Adeem then had a cameo of Toby Keith like basically cursing them out <laughs> yeah it's well it's not even Toby Keith it's a guy oh. who looks like Toby Keith <laughs> oh even better so, so this prank has so many layers <laughs> I did the weird Joe Biden thing which that, I I, that, I, that got out of hand on Facebook and I had to kind of renounce it I had a long thing planned for that people thought that Joe Biden had actually written me a letter it was a tough time for me to confront the level of trauma response that like we're all operating at all the time right now (laughs) like culturally my friend William Wright is a composer in town here in Knoxville he's fantastic he used to rap about Harry Potter before (laughs) Harry Potter became taboo and he sent me the the link to the TikTok and he was like you know what you have to do (laughs) (laughs) like no further context like you you know what to do with this yeah i feel like these pranks have been like take a lot of planning on your part or do they just kind of like come to you in a a flash of inspiration it's maybe a bit of both this one was definitely just like i said like my friend just sent me this thing and i and then he was like he i was kind of brainstorming i was like should i make him be like really sincere and tell me he loves the song (laughs) 
you know, there was a lot of angles we could have taken it at. He's like, man, like, I think you should really tie in the Joe Biden thing <laughs> just because it had upset people so much. So, yeah, he was Mike. Mike is Toby Keith on Cameo. He was a really good sport about it. So that's if I can drum up some more work for Mike as Toby Keith, I, I'd be happy to do that. Well, <laughs> you all heard it here first. If you need I, it, yeah. a video from someone who seems to be Toby Keith. He looks a lot like Toby Keith. Yeah. And, you know, the if you've ever like just wanted to hear Toby Keith say he's sorry for like all the harm that he's done under your culture, like Mike's your guy. I think that I think he'd be willing to play dice. My next song is from McCain Wakey. The song is called Queer AF. Yeah. So this album, I think, is really beautiful and i think you're gonna love it when you listen to it deem she like does a lot of very traditional bluegrass and folk music and then has these really incisive lyrics but then also there is a little bit of experimentalism in there and i know that like my description is not really adequate enough because there are a lot of people who are doing this like what i'm describing right now but mccain has like this very traditional sound in a way and does such a good job of modernizing it so i had a really hard time choosing between this one queer af which is sort of about the anxiety of a new relationship and then another song about cicadas that is just gorgeous (laughs) about how like there have always been people who have sat under the trees and enjoyed nature and there always will be and so maybe don't take things so seriously right now and it has like this right. two minute, like whole minute long solo instrumental break in there. It's so peaceful. So I'm actually going to throw that one in for the Patreon subscribers. The rest of you are going to have to hunt it nice. down or subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> so let's listen. Ooh, a to- good teaser. Uh-huh. So let's listen to those. And then we'll talk about Jesse De Silva.
Tripping over tree trunks, running through the weeds. Dandelions sing to the fairies in the willow trees. Barefoot in the backyard, rolling like a queen. Holding cord with the clover in the summer breeze. Travel the world in the space of a day. Music is a sound, not an ink blot on a printed page. A stick is a wand, and a blanket is a cape. And weird is just a word, not a thing that brings you shame. Mighty is your joy, mighty is your joy. Blissful unaware of the growing pain sting. in the piano strings. Scratches and scrapes of mother's kisses could mend. Fumbling with flowers and singing to the stones. With nobody around to make me feel alone.
Keep singing to the witch in the piano strings. All right, so I also loved Queen of the Backyard from Jesse's album Hover. What about the song appealed to you, Adim? It's just, oh, there's so many great lyrics. It's just, by itself, it's so beautiful, but there's so many great one-liners that creep out of this song for me. There's the song about the the witch and the piano strings. It just yeah. like, the first time I heard it, I was like, Jesse. Um. Yeah, and when, uh, I've, when you said they that, played I immediately my... went to that line. It's so good. It's so good. And they played my CD release show mm-hmm. in March, the like live stream thing. And it's just like, I was just like sitting there like just sobbing because they're just such, such an inspired artist. And that, that song specifically really, really hits to that like unfettered joy of just like being a child spinning in a dress, you know, just like. It really does. Queen of the Backyard is such a beautiful way of playing with that. Yeah, they're actually friends with one of Rosa's friends. And I forget how we all figured that out. But we, yeah, Jesse end up talking quite a bit even about like non-music That's stuff so funny. because we keep showing up on each other on uh, this mutual friends Facebook. <laughs> Amazing. The queer world is a small one. and Jesse's out of Boston. So yeah. I think it makes the sort of East Coast thing a little more statistically likely, shall we say. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And have you had a chance to listen to the Sam Armstrong album? I'm going to pronounce it Zikafus because that sounds more fun, but it's probably Zikafus. Zikafus. Yeah, no, I'm totally name, unfamiliar. <laughs> is Sam Armstrong Zikafus or Zikafus? And I kind of like that he has like an A to Z name. Yeah, oh, this yeah. album is another one that's a little bluegrassy, but then goes in some new directions with it. Sam has experience playing Balkan music, traditional Ugandan music, and even went on tour with a band called Voice of Uganda that showcases that tradition. So like, he knows a lot of different kinds of music in addition to the bluegrass that he grew up with. And Heart of Mine is the first song on the album, but I think it kind of showcases everything that happens in the rest of it. It's a gorgeous album. It's definitely one of my favorites so far this year. So if you want to read my review on No Depression, I'll link to that in the show notes. But I think just listening to it will be enough enticement for you to go and seek out the rest of it. Place to hang. I would hear those folks 
on the wild side Of course you can walk like a man I'm walking through this world as exactly who I am You can't see me now And you couldn't see me then But I'll keep walking through this world as exactly Sun. 
My travels as a man in this world have only just begun. Some may walk on the wild side. Of course you can walk like a man. I'm walking through this world as exactly who I am. You can't see me now. You couldn't see me then. But I'll keep walking through this world as exactly And then let's talk about Sidney Bowen's Walking Through This World, which is the title track from his album. I actually have not had much of a chance to listen to Sidney's music, so I'm glad that this gave me the excuse to do so. And before I ask you about it, Adim, I did put these two songs together because Heart of Mine is sort of about coming out and trying to decide which of the stereotypes 
of like being a queer person you want to incorporate into your life which ones were already there and which ones you actually have to push away in order to be true to yourself which is a real thing but also I into baseball (laughs) and a lot of other sports now (laughs) so as a sports (laughs) lesbian and a butch lesbian I feel like I ended up fulfilling some of those prophecies even though I didn't at the beginning yeah my coming out journey (laughs) Um, amazing that yeah I haven't heard people talk about this very much and that's so so really yeah. I just I just downloaded this album so I can really jam <laughs> all these songs I'm very excited about it oh yeah I think you're gonna love it I'd love to hear the two of you together at some point I think like you'd fit really well oh. <laughs> but so. you'll see You'll Very see. kind thing to say. And yeah. So what made you uh, pick uh, Sydney's song? Well, a lot of reasons. For one, Sydney's CD was my first review that I did for Country Queer. I kind of responded to, to Dale's call for action, looking for writers. And before that, I just was like, hmm probably is not that different from everything else I've learned about being a musician the past like 18 years. And so Dale, I think, sent me like a few different things that were going on. And I like skimmed the Sydney Bullens album. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really cool. And it was very taxing because I I think there are a couple things going on. I think for one, Sydney's like a bit older and from a different generation of queer folks. And number two, he achieved such a significant level of success before like coming out as trans. And so it's like any PR release had to address this in like a really demonstrative way. But because of that, the press release was like a fucking nightmare of like gender switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was like a really solid primer on like. You know, maybe maybe the reason I'm non-binary now is because of all the reading I had to do to make sure I nailed that <laughs> article <laughs> without doing something offensive to Sid because I was really worried about it. But that album is is fucking great. And I had never heard of his stuff before. So like, you know, I did like a deep dive because at the time it was like the only article I had to write and I didn't have a lot else going on because of the pandemic. So it was like, I listened to like, I don't know, 15, 20 records of his. And he has this one world that's just like, oh, it's just gutting. It's like his daughter passed away. And like this album is like him channeling all that energy into it and like addressing all that and like what it means to be like a parent and lose your child. And like, so I just have such like an intimate relationship with like Sidney Bullens as an artist and his like body of work. And when I first heard the gender line, it was like, it was like, so, I don't know, so full of pain. I liked the way that he like plays with gender. Like there's one song on, there's one lyric on that where like they're describing a student and then Sydney like changes the, the, the gender from the perspective of people talking about the student to the student's preferred pronouns. And that's like, just like really hit me in the heart. You know, he has a one man show that he's been doing for the past several years. So I was able to find like a lot of information and get really connected with his story and like the trajectory of his story. And so this song walking through this world, like after learning everything that I learned about him to write that piece, like it was such an inspirational and like 
warm moment where it just like this song just felt like him being like fuck it this is who i am like this is this is this is my life like i'm gonna do what i what i know is true for me sydney before he transitioned went by cindy bullens and was in the movie Grease, was having like a, a pop career of his own. And I think, yeah. is this the first album he made after transitioning? I think so. I think this was like the first album as Sidney Bowens. Mm. And then if you're looking up his music online, he spells it with a C, which I think is a pretty clever <laughs> subverting of the name he had been given at birth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also made it very difficult. <laughs> to bounce back and forth. Let's both talk about our final songs for this episode. But before we do that, Adim, how can people find you and your music out in the world and on the internets? Yeah, I'm on the internets, deemtheartist.com. There was already somebody doing this as just a deem. So, you know, slim pickings for old Damie here and on social media I'm at Adeem the artist on I don't know I don't know what I'm on I'm on Instagram Facebook Twitter TikTok now now on TikTok Adeem the artist subscribe tell your friends to subscribe find me on all the social medias that are not TikTok that's all linked in the link tree in my show notes uh, you can support Adobe and Teardrops by signing up to the Patreon which I mentioned and gets a little extra music this last site might actually be for Patreon only. I'll see how I'm feeling mm. when I edit this. And there's also a Kofi if you want to do a one-time donation. And if you want to wear your Adobe and Teardrops pride on your sleeves, you can do that by buying some t-shirts or hats or tank tops because it's getting hot. Oh, and I guess one thing we should mention, because it'll probably be happening by the time we are recording this, is that Country Queer is having a fundraiser to become sustainable and pay all the people who put so much love and work into contributing for the, to the site because as much of a juggernaut as it's become, everyone's working for free and it would be awesome if that wasn't the case anymore. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can help Adeem and me and a bunch of other amazing people get paid for bringing you music like this. So that being said, here's a song I found out about through Country Queer, but have not had a chance to dig more into her story and maybe you have uh, Harper Gray. She was on my list that I keep of queer artists I want to check out. And this is just a good pop country, kind of 90s country almost uh, song, Caviar and Bars, which is a single. And then Adeem, you picked for your last song, Drive by Austin Lucas. Or maybe I picked Drive for you. I'm pretty new to Austin Lucas. We kind of discovered each other on Twitter and he's coming to play in Knoxville. I'm going to see him in a, in a few weeks, actually. Awesome. It's going to be my first time oh, with, sitting inside uh, with of Matt place Woods, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, they love Matt Woods, too. Matt, I don't know Matt Woods, but we played together like 10 years ago Oh. at this shitty little dive bar downtown. And uh, he was super generous and super cool. So I'm really excited about reconnecting with him, too. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he's like, it's like basically a famous person now, I think, right? <laughs> I think so in the same way that Austin's famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this song is also a little bit about dealing with parents who don't accept you. Well, I guess we're out in music we trust, in music we believe. We're going to listen to some Harper Gray and some Austin Lucas. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Adeem. 
Heck yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I am so grateful to be sitting here hanging out with you and just to have time to to kick it. So any old any old excuse to hang out on Zoom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. To at least just not do work on Zoom. Yeah, no kidding. Stuck on Johnny Cash. We won't make you fancy drinks, so don't even ask. No one cares why you came here, cause the answer's all the same. Just a bunch of guilty souls drinking away their shame. Swallowed by miles burning away 
All original content is copyright Adobe and Teardrops. All original music is copywritten by their respective artists.